0: Hello.
1: Hello, Deb. Hey.
0: Hey, John.
1: How you doing? I got Anthony right here. Hello, hello.
0: Anthony, how are you? Good. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks Thanks for for joining us today.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. So how how are (laughs) things going?
0: Good, good. I'm excited to talk to you guys again and share a little bit about what I do and my blog and Oh, uh, this whole thing and- is
2: focused on motorcycle racing. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: don't know. I don't What are you know. talking about? We're, we're we're talking about doing DIY homes <laughs> design renovation. No, sorry. Uh, no, but yeah, you're right. No, we're excited. You know, you know. So everyone knows. Um, so all of our listeners know. We met Deb a couple of weeks ago. Um, we were at an event uh, at Home Depot for Morton Salt, talking about water softeners. Deb is one of those influencers that came out to meet us, and she's been also spreading the word um, about Morton Salt and uh, what their water softeners do to your water and uh, how it really gets rid of that hard water that a lot of us have across the country. And it, it was great to meet you and to hear we have the same interests and to hear about the projects that you've done in your home with your husband um and that's what we're gonna be talking about we're going to talking about you know her podcast seeking lavender lane she doesn't and, have a podcast that's her blog her, her blog <laughs> <laughs> we
2: have the podcast it's all right that we keep it real formal around here don't don't, don't worry that's
0: next i guess <laughs> <laughs> she's
1: coming out with the podcast next her blog seeking lavender lane which i did want to ask you very mm-hmm. interesting name yeah I, d- I just wanted to find out why it is called that
0: Right. So there is a there's like a small story that goes behind it. So um when we were looking for a house uh like almost four and a half years ago, um, that's when I started my blog and I happened to be just looking at houses and one of the houses that I came across was on Lavender Lane and I just thought, what a cute street name. I love it. And so during the process of looking for a house, I decided to name the blog. Seeking Lavender Lane, as if we were seeking for that house on Lavender Lane, which obviously we didn't move on Lavender Lane, but it just kind of stuck. Oh, and- uh,
1: you didn't buy that That's house. Good. That that you didn't you didn't buy that house, but the no. name was good.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Got,
1: it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it.
2: Very cool. So you know, obviously the the blog is is DIY focused, and and you've taken it upon yourself to do some some uh, some pretty involved renovations in your own home. Um, -hmm. and I, you know, that's really the focus of, of what we want to tackle here. We want to tackle process and confidence and, and, you know, how you decided to, to take this leap. Do you have any education or background in the field? Um, so kind of give us a little bit about how you got started and, you know, if the blog started with the DIY, um, or one than the other, you know, feel free to elaborate on it, but, you know, we really want to convey to our, our listeners, um, you know, that, that this is, this is anybody can accomplish this stuff. It's just about the confidence and the mindset and, and the right. determination.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I would say it probably started when we were in our apartment before we moved into our house and the house was, um, it wasn't like updated or anything. And fortunately we had a really nice landlord who kind of allowed us to do whatever we wanted in that, in the rental. Mm-hmm. And so, I guess I've just always really loved design and decorating, so it's always kind of just been my thing and my passion. But honestly, I mean, I've never done a project up until probably that point. I think that was the first time I've ever painted a wall. So this is going back okay. from six years ago, maybe. Okay. And so it, it's good to
1: practice on something that you don't own. So I, I, I like
0: right, right, right.
1: <laughs> practice in the rental.
0: As long as I'm not like breaking down walls. That's right. Like that. That's It was right. all paint, mostly. Exactly,
1: because and- you still want it. You still want to get back. You know your your deposit and uh, you know any any of your rent. So that's that that's very good.
0: Right. Exactly. So that's kind of where it started. And then, um, I think our first like official DIY project we ever did was um we built a a coffee table. And I had this idea and I just kind of told my husband here and I sketched it out like, can you, can you make this for me? And so I think that was like our first initial DIY project start small. And then, um, once we, we moved into our house and we found our house, then I was like, you know, um, scrolling through Pinterest and getting ideas. And I knew right away, I'm like, this house is not staying like that. We're going to, we're going to do whatever we can. And we just didn't have the funds to hire a professional. And there really wasn't that much we could do with our house either, because we're on a slab. Mm-hmm. So there was, there was no way we were going to be able to knock down walls and do a lot of the intense, you know, projects. So we just kind of um, went for it. I, you know, I think paint is the first, place to start because you know paint changes everything and then from there and it's it cheap just, and it's cheap it is cheap exactly <laughs> it's am- it's amazing the difference if you paint a room it's amazing the difference that makes in itself you know and so um and I just think it was a domino effect you know let's try this let's try that um fortunately my husband had like a little experience just from growing up and his dad teaching a, a lot of stuff but a lot of things we just learned on our own. And I remember the first time, you know, we were doing our backsplash and I had never, you know, put tiles up or anything like that. And he just kind of walked me through it and we did it together. And, and I kind of fell in love with, you know, doing all these projects myself and, um, you know, it was a learning experience, you know, fortunately he knew how to do a lot of things, but I think if you don't, you know, you could always look up YouTube videos today and learn the process and kind of teach yourself and, you know, start small and, and, that's kind of how we got started in it.
2: That's great. And now so what's the what's the biggest project you've undertaken within your home so far?
0: Ah, oh, geez, let's see. Biggest project. I mean, everything's on a budget. So nothing uh too big i think probably we refinished our wood floors
1: that's a sizable project project. that's 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 a a messy project
0: project. and that was not fun it was not a fun project (laughs) so
2: did you learn before or after how much dust gets everywhere that you thought you could keep out of everything
0: yeah it was insane i mean um i think um we ended up officially like putting bags up and stuff to try to block it out from getting in the rest of the house. But oh my goodness, it was like an insane, like messy project that I hope I never do again. <laughs> it was one that I don't want to do again.
1: <laughs> we've we've sanded a couple floors and Anthony is right. You do not realize, you think you're like, oh, no problem. The, the sander is going to catch everything in the bag. You know, you're not going to have... No, 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 no! You better be taping off that room. You better be moving everything out. There better be nothing, nothing yep. around because it, it, dust is everywhere. It, oh yeah, it, it windows is, open. Yep. yep,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> so when you when you just get an idea for a DIY project
2: and you're going to start something in the home, um, generally, how much planning would you say goes into
1: your into your projects?
0: It depends. I mean, I'm pretty impulsive. So, which is you're, good You're bad. one of
1: those people. Just, just go. Yeah, I'm, just go. I'm,
0: I'm very impulsive. uh you know, This is against Deb all
1: was, of our advice. I was going to say, I was gonna say she, we tell everybody, plan, <laughs> plan, plan, plan. Deb's like, no, I just go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. Yeah, I get these crazy ideas, and then I might sketch that's out. That's most people, then, though. That, that's most people. Yeah. And so, and, you know, I mean, I've had ideas that, you know, we've done, and I'm like, nope, you know, or... Mm-hmm uh, let's get a plan B and things like that. But generally I'm pretty impulsive. Um, might take maybe a week or two to get it done. You know, um, there's certain things that I've been planned, you know, I've been planning for a while, but most of the things that I do, I'm like, all right, we're going to redo this room. Let's, you know, let's sell this furniture so I could get new furniture and let's, you know, build this and make that piece and things like that. I'm just very impulsive. So.
2: Yeah, but I mean let let's go into it a little in a little bit more detail just because, you know, this is sure. this is the whole the whole impetus for this thing. So yeah. when you're ready to sell furniture, I mean what What kind of time frame are you on for, say, redecorating a room? Like do you, you know you try and sell the furniture over a weekend or a week? um you you already know what furniture you want to want to be buying or you're making those decisions after the room is empty. Um, you know these are the kind of process things that i we'd love you to talk through for for everybody else's benefit,
0: right. Yeah, absolutely. Um so I definitely would say get an idea of the overall room. You know, I've made that mistake where sometimes I might um, you know, decide. Okay, I want this piece of furniture, and then I put it in the room, and then it doesn't work. You know, I think you should have like a design board idea. You know, um, what the color scheme's going to be. Um, you know, measure for furniture. I've made that mistake too, where I haven't measured and it's too yes. big or too small. Now, do you like ever ta-
2: do you ever tape your furniture out?
0: Um, that's like that's out of out, out of the room. You're saying no.
2: One of one of the things that we we do a lot uh, when we're space planning is we'll. We'll know, we'll have all our furniture dimension written down, or maybe more appropriately for us, a, a kitchen island. We know it's you know ten by four or ten by three because it's it's got an overhang for for an Edon island. We'll actually take painters tape and tape it on the floor so yep. you could get a feel for the scale.
0: Yep. Oh yeah, I've done that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I even if I'm like recommending something you know i i don't really do design for other people it's mostly my own mm-hmm. my own house but i've done it for friends and things like that and i'm always the first to recommend you know oh you see this piece on wayfair or, or whatever website it is make sure you know you tape it off and see how it's going to fit in the room because especially online if you're shopping online sometimes Ugh. things look bigger or smaller and if you don't really get the dimensions then you know, it sometimes comes in, and it's not what you thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, I mean, the whole game is spatial awareness, so it's uh, it, right. it's super, super critical
1: for sure. Yeah, we we just uh, we just designed a space for the Maryland Dennis show, which is in Canada. Doing uh-huh. doing designing that from the U.S. for Canada, even when you have the the dimensions, it makes it a little difficult. It's not, you know, I tell people that's why it's so important to feel out the space. And like you said, you know, if we can tape it out. Um, really being inside of it, it, it helps you really get comfortable inside the space, and you understand how that furniture is going to flow throughout everything. Um, you know, one thing I, I did wanted uh, I want to know. I'm looking uh, on your blog right now and looking at some of the projects mm-hmm. that you did. Um, you know, looking in the kitchen, in the living room. What what would you tell people? Of course, we we know we just talked about paint, but your big impact that when people come over, they say, "Wow, I can't believe that you guys did that." And it looks totally different inside your house. And again, these are things people can do on the budget. If you, if you don't have that, that big budget, what can you do that you've done in your house that people come over and they say, this made a huge difference.
0: Right. Um, I think a lot, um, a lot of times people are impressed with the furniture we've made and, um, like our dining room table, which my husband mostly did that. I can't take too much credit for it. Um, but you know, things like that, I think people are are impressed with, you know, more so than paint and stuff like that. Um, I think that's usually the most impressive thing when people come over and like, you made that. Um, it's a good you know, feeling. And we've, yeah. And so that's really a lot of fun. And, you know, and I think things that we've just added in our house that try to um, set it apart from the other houses in our neighborhood. Because I live in a really cookie cutter neighborhood. And so Everything,
1: everything's pretty much the same.
0: It's exactly, and so I've really done certain things to the house that if you went into the next house, it's definitely not going to have that. Like we've put barn doors up, um, you know, we've added, you know, farmhouse character like shiplap walls and and things like that. And I think that that impresses people. And it's those things are not really that hard to do. I mean, we built the the doors ourselves, the barn doors. Oh, you did. So you okay, know, so
1: you guys built that. You bought the the track and the wheels online yeah, bought- or at a store.
0: Yep, exactly. We bought the track and um, online. I think actually the one in my dining room is actually from Amazon. It was like I don't know, ninety nine dollars. It wasn't crazy. And the one in my bedroom is it's a longer track, so I think it was a little bit more expensive. But mm-hmm. we we made the doors ourselves, so which saved money. And then we were able to kind of customize it ourselves too. You know, uh, and another good way too is if you want to get like a vintage door and do something like that. You know. Um, those are just great ways to kind of just add character to your house, so it's not so bland and cookie cutter. Yeah, and I
2: mean, when you're looking at brand new doors in the three, four, five hundred dollar range and up, when you start looking at you know true hardwoods, um, you know reclaimed doors and, and and or making them yourself is an is an awesome option to go with. Um, so when you make, like you, like you were talking about building that your husband built a dining table himself. Um, do you, Mm -hmm. where do you find inspiration for that? Do you guys design, just come up with a design or are you, are you on like Resto or Pinterest and you're looking at, you know, a particular table and you're, then you're creating your own version of it?
0: Yeah, it depends. Like, so the dining room table that I actually got from Pinterest, that was not my own plan. And which is great too, because, um, Certain blogs, they have everything, um, all the details on how to make it. So for something like that, it was it was easy that we could just copy it from someone else and and build our own and make it to the size that fits in our dining room. Right, um, and but that's really had, that's like, the
2: best part of it, right? Like you can slim down some of the dimensions as you're working through your space plan and. You know, maybe a maybe a a company that's selling the table doesn't offer it in the size that you need. But in this particular case, you can customize it to exactly what you need
0: right. exactly. Or even if you um had a really big room, you know, I mean, our house is mm-hmm. small, but if you had a really big space and you wanted to do like an oversized table that you really couldn't find in the store or cost a lot, a lot of money, you know, you could make a really great size table for your house um, that fits, you know, Twenty people or whatever. Right.
2: So. so, now, does your husband have a full wood shop? Does he have a lot of specialty tools, or is this like a basic kit? Like people, this is not something that should be scaring people off. In other words,
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we do everything in the garage. So, um, probably that's great.
2: That's 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 what most people are going to do. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And, and what what's the basic what's the basic toolkit we're working with?
0: Yeah, I mean, he's kind of got um, like your basic setup. I mean, there's nothing
2: so Too table saw chop saw yeah he's got
0: your table saw um you know anything like that i mean we've gotten a couple things over the years just from me blogging um i think our greatest thing that we just got was the nail gun which is crazy that it took us so long to get a oh, nail the gun oh the speed the so, speed what a difference
1: <laughs> <laughs> it ma- it makes putting up a shiplap wall a lot easier
0: <laughs> uh, yes seriously i mean i did that. i did our whole shiplap wall in our kitchen without the nail gun and then we got it. I think I don't know the spring or something like that. And so any project we've done since then, mm-hmm. it's been such a like just such a you know not not that expensive. I don't know why it took us that long to get it. But it's funny
2: though the perception of certain tools, right? It's like a uh, nail gun specialty tool. It's going to be so expensive. You don't do the research, and then you're like, oh, this was like. 200 bucks or 150 bucks. Like this is not crazy. Right. And then exactly. instead of a weekend, you're doing a shiplap wall in like four hours, you know? It's
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. Big difference. That's really, that's really great. Yeah.
1: Well, and Deb, I'm looking at the, at the table and the table is gorgeous. So everyone knows it, it looks like it's, it's got kind of a whitewash, top, uh, you know, uh, as far as the top of the table and then it's natural wood uh, for the bottom, the legs and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just, you know, for the, for everything around it, it looks really beautiful. Do you, I mean, overall, how much would you say, because we know tables like this, mm-hmm. if you go to Restoration Hardware or some other sh- stores, they it's could, a couple co- of grand. It could cost you, yeah, I was going to say three, yeah. $4,000. So yeah. people know doing a diy project building your own table how much Mm -hmm. did something like this cost
0: yeah i think the table and then we built a bench that goes with it i think it cost us under two hundred dollars
1: under
2: two hundred dollars yeah and what kind of time frame were you committed to
0: um i think we built that in a weekend
1: that's wow wow yeah
0: a lot of our projects will it's usually like a weekend or so um yeah, it was probably about a weekend and it was so cheap. I mean, you could probably invest in better lumber too. I mean, we got that from Lowe's, you know, um and it's it's great, you know, but if you wanted to get a, you know, something better you could, but I think $200, you know, it serves its purpose and it looks great.
1: No, but that's a great point. I mean, $200 to get mm-hmm. a dining table like that in your home when you look at what you can buy online for a couple thousand, and like you said, right. people come over, this is the big statement piece in your house that people constantly talk about. Right. Yep. And looking at your kitchen, I was trying to just take a look at what did you guys renovate? Did you paint the cat? Cause it looks like the cabinets and things are older. I know you have yeah. concrete countertops. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can explain us through the, the, the kitchen a little bit as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that was probably like one of our first projects we did. Um, you know, we had that like 1985 Oak, um, cabinets outdated and, um, you know, we just couldn't afford to get a custom kitchen. And, uh, so, so pretty much we painted it. Um, so these are these
1: cabinets that we see in the picture. This is, Mm -hmm. these are the original cabinets.
0: They're the original cabinets. That uh, looks yep.
1: fantastic. Looks great.
0: Yeah. Thanks. So now, what did you? How
2: did you go about painting them? Brush, roller, gloss, flat? Like, what? do you, Any specialty paint? You know, because this, this is a question that people ask all
1: constantly, the time. Constantly, constantly.
0: Yeah. So we used um, we use Benjamin Moore um their advanced paint line, which is for kitchen cabinets, and I use Benjamin Moore and everything. I just really. I like their, um, product a lot. I like their colors. And, um, so we use their advanced paint line now when we originally did it. So the first half of our kitchen, um, we actually used the semi gloss because that's what the guy at the store recommended because it cleans well and, and all that. So I honestly don't like anything really glossy. It's not my taste. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, when we ended up doing was we, we left it, But the other half of our kitchen, um, we originally had like that desk and the fridge was like pushed up against the wall and they like replaced the fridge that didn't open anymore because it was too big for the space. So we ended up taking those cabinets down. And my parents got their kitchen renovated. So they gave us their hand-me-down cabinets and we ended up installing them on the other side, painting them white and matching them. And I ended up using the satin finish instead because it still like wipes really well, but wasn't as shiny as the semi-gloss. And I a hundred percent recommend using satin. I love, um, the finish on it much better than the semi-gloss. Well, that, that, yeah.
1: that's a good point, because like Anthony said, I think one of the the biggest questions that we get is, can I paint my cabinets? What type of paint? What type of finish do I use? And just to hear kind of how you did both, and mm-hmm. you kind of gravitate towards the satin, you know, it definitely gives right. everyone a little insight. And knowing that you use that Benjamin Moore line, because a lot of people too, it's, you can't just use normal paint. There are specific paints that are for cabinets.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So, um, so what w- what
2: was the, what were all the other updates you did within the kitchen? And then if you could talk about kind of your order of operations, what went first, what went second, what went last?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, so we painted, we updated the hardware and then what we did was we, so the concrete that's there is actually, I'm I'm sure you guys are probably familiar with Artex Feather Finish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So it's like that, it's a feather crete, So it's just a concrete overlay so yeah. we did that over our existing countertops and which is like 40 dollars a bag it's insane wow. and you could get that on amazon um a mess you know, or a, a pretty l- easy install it's yeah it's so easy to do um you know i think anyone really could do it you just want to tape off your cabinets really well and make sure you don't make a mess um but and if you
2: you, ha- let me ask you another question if you had it to do again would you do the countertops first and then paint the cabinets second so that you had a little extra protection for your cabinets
0: you know what probably that probably um uh, makes sense i think because originally when we did it we painted our cabinets and then we were going to get like a butcher block countertop and then we never did and gotcha. so from there you go so then it was kind of like we worked a little backwards on that but that's but.
2: smart i mean you had one you had one plan and then you altered it but you were still able to protect the cabinets by tape i mean it's smart that's great
0: yeah yeah Okay. Um, so
2: cabinets were painted. Uh, Artex was put on the uh, the Artex overlay was put on the countertops, and then where'd you mm-hmm. go from there?
0: Um, so then we did the subway tile the which backsplash. Is super easy. I mean, I just love a clean, classic subway tile. Anyway, mm-hmm. and I think it's really easy to install if you're a you know beginner, you're a rookie at DIY. It's probably the easiest tile to do. That know? is th- um, that
1: is the tile we tell people if you are if you are doing it for the first time. That's that's definitely the one. That that is yeah. the one that is is the easiest. It's easy to cut. If you make a mistake, mm-hmm. they're not expensive. That's probably the exactly. biggest thing because when you start doing cuts around your cabinets or around outlets, you might need a couple a couple tries to get it perfect, right? It's not right, you're not exactly. going to get it you're not going to get it perfect every single time. So for people out there, absolutely subway tile, you know, you can you can definitely throw those away or crack a couple and you're not going to be upset about it.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. It's um, it's the easiest to, to work with, and uh, yeah, I, it was great. And then from there, we did our um, our sink. So we have the like the farmhouse sink, farmhouse sink from yeah. IKEA.
2: Okay, so and, now prior to having the farmhouse sink, did you just have you had a regular sink in there?
0: Yeah. So, so we I'm, had a cut.
2: Yeah, go ahead. That's what cut. I'm really interested about.
0: Yeah. So we had to actually cut into the countertop and then my husband had to actually build some type of support underneath the sink. That's great. And yeah. And so it was definitely like a, you know, um, I don't know if it was like a perfect job, but we've had the sink for four years now and it hasn't fallen out. It hasn't <laughs> fallen out. exactly.
1: So, no, I, and it- <laughs> you're, you know what? Uh, so everyone knows definitely doing a farmhouse sink. It, it it takes a little skill to make sure that it is supported, especially if it is an older cabinet. You know, if you can, if you're getting new cabinets, you can tell the cabinet manufacturer to make it a certain way so you have that sink to set in. But you this this was you guys customizing it and really making it fit into your older cabinet. So that that that's 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 a good job by him. That that really takes some skill.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I don't even know if we realized it at the time. And I don't know if other people realize it either that, you know, if you're going to buy a farmhouse sink and you're going to install it in your existing, you know, cabinets that, you know, there is a little work involved with getting that in and and, uh, making that work. So it's, uh, yeah, you probably have to know what you're doing a little bit i wouldn't be able to pull that off minute,
2: yeah i mean so. <laughs> you're gonna need some power tools you're gonna need a level you've got to cut the face of the cabinets uh or the uh, the upper part of the cabinet off so that the the apron part of the farmhouse sink is visible um so yeah there's there's a there's a bit of work involved for sure it, it looks fantastic though that's that's great
0: thanks thanks yeah it's um and it's a big hit in our house too i think people like seeing the farmhouse sink and um we really like it too so it's it's awesome i um, trying to think, what else did we do? So yeah, we painted the... Oh, and then... Um,
1: new faucet, of course.
0: Yeah, a new faucet. Um, we did eventually update our, our stove um, that went, but all the other appliances are kind of existing, which I hope that they start breaking down a little. <laughs> so I uh, <laughs> That's the only way I'm getting new appliances. There you so. go. <laughs>
2: right. Um, so the glass front cabinets that you have there, were they, were they existing glass fronts? No,
0: they weren't there. Actually, we ended up, um, so it was a solid cabinet door. And so we ended up taking out the center. And to be honest, they actually like, I think my husband like banged it out and it, it just came right out. We, we were planning to like cut around it and, and bring it somewhere and have someone custom do it for us. And it came right out that we ended up. Yeah. So basically
2: exactly. the inlay part of the cabinet was like a was like a like a melamine board or or like a luon and and it just popped out of out of the inside. So the frame was hardwood and you were able to just buy
1: the have the glass cut by a by a glass shop and, and install it.
0: Exactly. Very yep. cool.
1: No, that's a good yeah. I, I think that's you know what? That's a really good tip for people if you have older cabinets because I can see you know yours are kind of rounded on the bottom and on the top um so it's got a little bit of that old school look but by having the inlay removed and just getting two pieces of glass totally changes the yeah. the style and gives it more of an open airy feel
0: yeah exactly and because our kitchen's so boxed off too it's a small kitchen um, you know, I can see,
1: yeah Yeah, Yeah,
0: there's no open floor plan in our house at all, which is probably my least favorite thing about our house. But, you know, we've made it work and we've done what we can with each space. And so that was the big thing for for me was, you know, let's put glass in the cabinet. So it kind of feels like it opens the space, brings a little bit more light into the room. And it really did make a big difference.
1: I think that's a good tip. I think anybody out there, if you guys have older cabinets, look to see if you can do that because it does. It, it, it has light that bounces off of it. You can have some nice ditch, you can have some nice dishes, some nice mugs that you show off. And it just mm-hmm. gives a totally different feel. Everything yeah. is not closed in. And again, that's why people, if we, if we're talking about design, that's why people like to do open shelves in the kitchen because when you yeah. ha- when you have closed in cabinets it makes the room feel very closed in. So if you right. do something like a glass cabinet or open shelves, it definitely opens it up. It opens it up and makes the room feel larger.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I agree with the um the shelves too. I think if we didn't have like such a large soffit in our kitchen, then we probably would have went that route, but it would look a little funky I think with the the soffit ahead of, you know, above it. Yeah, so. above
1: it. Yeah, which the older yeah. homes have.
2: So have you done any projects in your house where where a, a contractor was required or have you guys done absolutely everything yourselves?
0: Um, yeah, so this past spring, we actually got our main floor tiles installed and that was just one of those projects that we just knew it was going to be too much. You know, I think mm-hmm. I think there's a point too where you have to know your limits when yes. you're doing DIY. Absolutely. And um, so I think, I mean, push yourself if you can, you know, there's certain things we've pushed ourselves and we weren't sure if we could do it. But in this case, we actually had, um, two layers of tile that needed to be taken out. Wow. Uh, I guess, yeah, the previous owners went over the first layer of tiles with the actually like the same tile. I don't know. I guess they got dirty or chipped and they ended up going right <laughs> they, over So it. they went,
1: so they went tile over tile. Tile over
0: tile. Yeah.
1: So you guys, yeah. that you must have seen cracks in, in on the top layer because if you do something like that, your tile, it's it's definitely going to crack.
0: Yeah. No. There were certain. There were some cracks in it. Um. I mean, it was it was kind of solid, but and I know that the contractor that was here and his team it was it was a project and a half that's what they told us and so we were like oh thank god yeah. we didn't do it <laughs> well you know
2: and i think another good point to make deb it's it doesn't necessarily have to be challenging from a skill perspective but if it's challenging from like an epically backbreaking perspective too and you got to get up right. and go to your real job in the morning and you know make right. sure that you're you can take care of the kids like don't bite off more than you can chew, um, you know, if you if you're not gonna be able to get out of bed in the morning. And breaking up two layers of tile floor certainly qualifies in that category, at least in my book.
1: I, I will tell yeah. you I'll tell you this. We have uh we have broken our fair share of tile. And split a uh, couple has, of pairs has of pants. Split his pants yes. while doing that. Thanks, John. Good.
2: Um, just wanted just, to beat you to it. I just I, hey
1: I, you knew where I was going. Right with under it. the bus, buddy. You knew I was going there. Love doing this podcast with you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is, <a> po- <laughs> is this a podcast or is it a blog? It's I don't- a- <laughs> <laughs> um, And it is a very, diff- especially. If you had double layer, it, yeah, yeah. It, that is a difficult job. So, um, so Deb,
2: uh, maybe talk a little bit about how you, um, how you went about finding and then hiring and deciding on uh, your contractor for the project, because that's something that a lot of people have trouble with. Um, you know, whether it's word of mouth or you got a recommendation or you were online. Um, but we'd love to to know your experience there.
0: Yeah. So we had a couple guys come in. Um, I think we kind of have this rule of like, at least get three opinions. You know, before you make up your mind. And uh the guy that we ended up going with, not only was he the most reasonable, but he also um had done my parents' house. He did a lot of work there and his work was great. And so to us, not only was he reasonable, but he kind of he kind of knew my parents and word of mouth is the best. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of contractors are are like that word of mouth and and um you know i think that's important cuz you want to you want to kind of know firsthand how their work is and i saw his work firsthand so that helps you know
2: absolutely and i mean being that it was a floor you know it was probably more of like an in and out kind of job but any scheduling conflicts or delays or any any challenges you had to overcome with the contractor
0: um not so bad i think the only thing was that you know he kind of dipped in and out every once in a while cuz he had multiple jobs going mm-hmm. on and you know, and he'd ha- he'd have his workers here doing work. Uh, but he was, you know, I mean, overall, good guy, did a good job. That's great. And, you did, know.
1: did you pick out, did you purchase the tile? Um, mm-hmm. Was it rolled into the price? Because a lot of people ask that, you know, especially someone like yourself who has, you know, an eye for design. Was were, Did you tell him, hey, look, I'll go out, I'll buy it. Just tell me how much you need for the takeoff. I can get that. And then I just want you to install it because we get that question all the time. People don't exactly know should they roll it into the price? Should they buy it? It can go either way.
0: Right. Yeah. No, um, we actually purchased the tile ourselves. So he gave us the the price for the job and told us, you know, the square footage. And we went out and bought it. And, you know, I mean, I looked for, you know, a good while trying to find the right tile. And, uh, you know, I was trying to go for something a little bit. Rustic but clean, and um, I ended up actually buying the tile at Lowe's, which I was shocked because I really thought I was going to go with more of an expensive tile and something. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked the tile that I found. I felt like it kind of looked like a concrete because I kind of wanted to have that look to it, or like a yeah, because of your countertops. Kind of feel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, with
1: the play off of that, that's cool.
0: Yeah, so I think the only problem I would say too that we had was that we originally went with the light grout and. I don't know, um, if when he grouted it, it didn't, it might've been like too deep when he grouted it, if you know what I'm tra- talking about. And so it was like dirt was getting stuck in the tiles initially, like probably the first month or like our tiles should not be this dirty. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up calling him back in and he ended up, um, Regrouting everything with a darker grout, and he he had some um, tool where he had to go in between each yeah. Grout it was line. a
2: Dremel Dremel tool to, yeah. to get out all a, the, yeah. the grout. Um, yeah, exactly. yeah. You're, I mean, I think it was probably a combination of the two problems you identified. Number one, if you don't put enough grout and and get the grout close enough to the surface, you're obviously creating a channel for crap to sit. Um, and then right. you know, with that kind of channel there, and it being a lighter grout, that's that's the exact problem you're going to see.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a combo too, definitely. Yeah, and for I, sure. So I like the like route, but didn't work with two kids and a dog. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so.
2: That
1: that is, um, for but sure. that's.
2: I mean, it's great to hear that he was responsive and came right back for you, and yeah, you know, great. Was able He did it for
0: free, and and he was once again just good, good guy. You know, so very,
2: very cool.
1: And yeah. and would you do you have any rough numbers again for people to understand because doing the update in your kitchen you definitely saved a lot of money that allowed you to do the tile work that mm-hmm. ran from your front door all the way into the kitchen. Over Overall, how much would you say that you spent on the kitchen and then how much were you able to allocate to doing that tile floor? Because that's one of the biggest things. People say, I don't have the budget and you could show them how you can save and you can kind of see how from your home, how, how it turned out.
0: Right. Uh, so our kitchen initially cost us $400,
1: $400 Yeah. to do everything that that you did.
0: Yep. The, between the sink and the hardware, the tile, I think the tile cost $40. That's
2: seriously impressive. That's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, it was, it was insane. And so just, you know, really grateful that we were able to accomplish the look that we have for so cheap. Yep. Uh, so that was great. And then eventually, you know, we added a couple things here and there, like I said, we added the shiplap wall, which wasn't crazy. So, so that might've yep. been another $50. Um, you know, we got a new kitchen table, um, you know, a new light fixture. So all those kind of things like added up, but we kind of did the main thing first, which I say, you know, that was the big chunk of change, the $400. And then everything else was like here and there that we added in. Um, and then like I said, we got a new stove this past year. Of course.
1: Yeah. The appliances, yeah. The appliances are going to be some of the most expensive, but that's great. That's, that's a great point. Uh, I mean, look, we know how majority, I would say a good majority of the people in the country are on that type budget. They do not have the funds to allocate. They don't have thousands upon thousands of dollars to do these updates. So, to see what you did for $400, and yes, but by the time you were done with it for the complete kitchen, yeah, maybe you were closer to a thousand with furniture and these items here and there, that is really, really impressive.
0: Thanks. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. I mean, I love recommending that to people on my blog all the time because it's true. I mean, not everybody has the funds to drop thousands of dollars. You know, kitchens are expensive. And, um, you know, for us too, we don't know if this is this is going to be our forever home, either. So, if maybe if it was, we would have invested at this point. But you know what? It serves its purpose. Well, um, it's smart
2: because you're updating the home, but you're and you're creating equity. Um, but you've got value there because you're not sinking a whole ton of money into it. So it's it's really really great advice. Um, and if you guys want to see photos, it's SeekingLavenderLane.com. The link is in the show notes as well as all of Deb's social media stuff, so you can follow her and. Check her out on all the Grams, Twitters, and Pinterests, and all that good stuff. The social world. Uh, Yeah, yeah, We
1: love the social
2: world. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Deb, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to hang with us and give us your your insights. And uh, the blog is awesome. It was a pleasure hanging out with you when we did. And uh, I'm sure we'll cross paths at another design event.
0: Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. It's so much fun talking to you guys. So I really appreciate it. You got it. all, All, right, right, Deb. We'll All right, we'll guys, talk soon. All right, guys,
2: this was uh, another episode of Home with the Cousins. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys, real quick before you go, we just wanted to say thanks for listening to the show this week. And if you have a second, please subscribe on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. And share the show with your friends so we can keep growing this great community. Remember to check out HomeWithTheCousins.com to read our show notes from this episode, see past episodes, download our free renovation document package, or just to send us a note. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at CarinoAnthony and at culinaryjohn. Our show is produced and edited by yours truly, with original music intro and outro created by Steve and Joseph Padula. I'm Anthony Carino, and thanks for listening.